Welcome to the Beyond the Bucket Show, a podcast centered around optimizing all life's buckets. We all have buckets we are balancing, coaching, entrepreneurial ventures, family, passion projects, and health. Let's all take this journey together and become bucket fillers. And here's your host, Chris McSwain. All right, so today our speaker is Mr. McSwain. He is so cool, yeah? And um, we're so excited to have him here. So let's give a round of applause for Mr. McSwain. All right, welcome everybody. I gotta get a little energy check. I'm going right into coach mode. So left side, my left, when I say two claps, give me two claps, two claps. I didn't say the middle. I said the left side, my left. Right side, my right side, give me two claps when I say it. When I say it, two claps. Not bad. Middle section, you got less people, so you guys gotta bring the most energy. Middle section, including all the teachers and Machado, two claps. We could do better. Two claps. All right. Now that I have everybody's attention up here on the screen, you will see my beautiful family, my lovely wife, Madison, our son, CJ, and our daughter, Maxine. Yeah, you can give the alls. Go ahead. And uh, Maxine, we call her May May. And fun fact, it is little one in Mandarin, in case you were wondering. And also, in case you're wondering why I put my family up here, is because it's a deflection mechanism to get the attention off me and off to something that I really care about and love. So you feel a little bit closer to me. You saw Dr. Silva do this a couple weeks back with her cats. And you saw Pastor Dang do this with his dog. So now that I've deflected enough, I got to get right into the message because I only have a short period of time. So the message that we have today is called Process over outcomes. Most of you are like, what does that mean? Well, I asked Pastor Dang the same thing. What do you want me to talk about? So I think the best way to do it is actually show you better than I can tell you. So I got this dollar. We're going to consider this the process, all right? So our dollar is our process. And in this other pocket, I have a $100 bill. This is going to be considered the outcome, okay? Everybody wants that 100 right? All right, so I'm going to do what a lot of us do with our process, and that is tear this dollar up. So I've got this dollar, and I've tore it up because that's what we do with the process. And you know what I'm going to do next? You know what I'm going to do next? I'm going to tear this $100. I can't tear this 100 Bren, can you come up here and hold this real quick? You might get to keep one of these. I'm not sure which one, but you might get to keep one. Hold this. Now, what you don't know, you can go back. I'll come, I'll get you later. What you don't know is that dollar, you can't get that hundred without that dollar. See, the thing is, we need to be far less concerned with where we are going and more concerned with where we are at. Because truthfully, we haven't gotten to the destination yet, so we don't even know where we're going. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have dreams, goals, and aspirations and ambitions because you need those. I'm a firm believer that you must have those in order to live for fully. And 
what you must understand is we all have gifts, talents, and abilities. And if we use those gifts, talents, and abilities the way God saw fit, any goals that we have, if we put them towards the Lord, we will be able to achieve them. A great scripture comes from Proverbs 16.3. It says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. This basically says that if you commit all of your plans to the Lord, he's going to give you a path. He's going to give you all the resources necessary for you to actually attain this goal. Now, everybody in the building, let me get two claps. We could do a little bit better, y'all. Two claps. That was good. That's the energy I need to continue. All right, so up here on the screen, you'll see my son, CJ. You can go on again once it gets up there. But he has dreams and aspirations to play in the NBA. And as his dad, I'm like, cool, you got, you got dreams and aspirations. I love the fact that you want to do what you want to do. Now, his goals could change quickly. He's only five years old. But I know as a basketball coach how difficult it is to actually attain this goal of going to the NBA. I'm never going to tell him not to achieve it or go for it because he must because he might have the gifts and talents and abilities to be able to do that. You won't know unless you actually try it. Now, he's got to make sure that his habits match what his goals are. And if he doesn't, he has no chance to make this goal. So there's three parts to the process, or in this case, the journey, because this is what we're really on. We're all on a journey, and everybody's journey is going to be different. One of my favorite quotes comes from the Duke woman's head basketball coach, her name is Cara Lawson. She talks about just working towards something does not guarantee that you're going to get the result that you want. It only guarantees growth. And that is what we are striving for. CJ literally has a 15-year goal ahead of him if he wants to achieve this process. He is going to be doing his process a lot longer than actually achieving the result. And when he gets to the result, if he actually makes it to the NBA, He's going to have to shift his goals, and he's going to have to try to make the team. He's going to have to try to start. He's going to try to make an all-star game, win an NBA championship, all those things. It's a part of the process. The second part of the process is the journey is where happiness happens. Who likes Disneyland? Raise your hand. Who likes Disneyland? Give me a couple rounds of applause for Disneyland. All right. Disneyland is where happiness actually happens, but if you think about how you get to Disneyland, you understand that it is a very, very long process, especially your parents that plan the trips to Disneyland. Do you realize what happens? We have to plan months, if not a year in advance, just to reserve our spot. Then we got to figure out if we're going to actually drive there six hours, fly there one hour, but one's going to be a lot more expensive. Then when you get to the park, well, you had to buy on the app everybody's ticket. So you're trying to scan those to get in. There's a lot of stress that goes along with it. Until you get to that park, you have seen the most immaculate park. There's no trash on the ground. There is nothing but positive energy because that whatever song they play when you walk in, it is amazing. Everybody on the staff is happy. Other than the $25 chicken fingers at the saloon when you watch the little show, everything is pretty cool. But there was a long process in order to get to 
where you wanted to get to, and when you got there, you were so happy. Now, the third part of the process is going to be the journey is going to be much more fulfilling when you finally get there. I got this crazy story I'm going to tell you. I got to give you the very, very short version because it was a long, long story. But uh, I graduated college a semester early, so instead of sticking around and doing nothing for like 10 weeks, uh, I decided to go home and actually try to get a head start on some of my other friends. So uh, I went to college in Oregon. And you have two different directions that you can go. Now, before I continue, I need some energy to give this story. Everybody, give me two claps. Okay, everybody's still with me. So I decide, instead of going 16 hours, I'm going to take the 12-hour route because that's what most of us would do, right? So that's smart. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay four hours. So I get on the road, and unbeknownst to me, this is like before you could just look on your phone about the weather, there was a massive snowstorm coming, and I had no clue. And uh, I didn't have snow tires or chains at the time. And I found myself in Reno sliding across the freeway. I'm like, oh, no, this is, uh, this is not good. So I knew it was way too dangerous. There was, you know, people warning you, don't go any further, don't go any further. I'm like, okay, I got to pull off. There's this place called Boomtown. Anybody been to Boomtown? couple people yeah hotel casino it's actually really nice they got video games all that stuff so this is my first time at boomtown and I pull into the parking lot and I call my grandma I said grandma um, I don't have any money can you help me out here because uh, I don't know how much it's going to cost and the line was starting to get long she said yes I got you don't worry okay so I wait in line and uh, I finally get up to the to the front desk and the, the lady was very nice um, I said, hey, my grandma's going to call in, and, and you can um, take her credit card over the phone. She said, that would be great, other than the fact that we don't take credit cards over the phone. It has to be physical. I'm like, oh, Lord, what am I going to do here? So um, I go back into the parking lot. I see my car full of stuff, and those that know me, it was filled with mostly shoes. Uh, and I decided to sleep in my car for the night. I'm like, I can do this. It's just one night. I don't have any money. I wasn't going to ask a perfect stranger for $300 for one night because uh, I wasn't going to pay it back. So I decided to sleep in my car. I put every ounce of clothing I had on and all my shoes on top of me too. Um, and then I used to do cold tubs when I was in college for recovery. As an athlete, that's kind of what you do. You do that for three to five minutes. You get out. It's cold while you're in it, but then you pop out and you get acclimated to the weather again. Um, this was an experience of being in a cold tub for seven and a half hours. It was absolutely frigid. I like, literally got goosebumps talking about it now. I got PTSD from that situation because it was that cold. And so that night I, I prayed, and then I turned my car on every 30 minutes and blasted the heat because if not, I probably wouldn't be here. And obviously, since I'm standing here in front of you today, I made it through. So, yes, clap it up for that. So that night I prayed. That morning I prayed because I didn't sleep really. And when I got home, I got on my knees and I thanked God. And it brought me to this scripture from Proverbs. Uh, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because I did not understand why I had to be in the frigid for so long. Um, and all your ways and submit to him, and he will make sure your path is straight. 
God made sure my path was straight that night because throughout that process, I couldn't think about being home. I couldn't think about being warm. I had to be right where I was at in that process. And every second, I had to be in the moment because I needed to make split-second decisions based on whatever is was going on at that time. And so it is, uh, it's very funny to me that we here, especially at Valley Christian, we put such a high priority on achieving things, success, or the quest for excellence. And we forget that there is a process in place in order to achieve whatever it is that we want to achieve. That's why they call it quest, because you're on a journey to get to where you want to get to. And if you think about it, you never really think about the end in sight. You can win a championship, which we've done, but that is a goal that comes and goes because there's going to be a next season. There's always going to be a next season, regardless of where you're at. And so this brings up another fantastic scripture from 1 Corinthians. It says, do you know that in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? One. Run in such a way to get a prize. That means put that work in and work at it. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Everybody practices, everybody studies, everybody applies to college. They do it to get a crown, a banner that will not last. See, we do it to get a crown that will last forever. We're trying to win forever, ladies and gentlemen. We want to win forever. And in God's eyes, it's putting everything towards that. See, success is not winning. It really isn't. Success is a byproduct of what you actually put in with that process. It's a finite goal, winning. You're going to have an end to it, and then you're going to have to find something else after that. So what we're looking for is if you work out, you ain't working out just to get in shape. You're working out to stay in shape. You're not coaching the team to win this game. We want to win every game. You're not trying to just get married. You want to stay married. See, that is winning forever, and if we put everything towards God, we will win forever. It's funny that when you paint a picture in your own mind, it can be completely false. So when I think about winning, I talk about the process, but there's this guy, and he spent 20 years in his profession, 20 Four of the 20 years, he was the absolute best at his profession. Six of the 20 years, he was the second best at his profession. And 10 out of the 20 years, he was, quite frankly, the worst or somewhere in the back path. This person's process was impeccable, and he is also considered as one of the best to ever do it. That person is LeBron James. You see, LeBron has an impeccable process. That's why he's able to do it for 20 years. And I'm wearing Jordans because I believe Jordan's better than LeBron. But his process, you don't have to win at everything. You just have to have winning habits. Now, the last thing I'll say about LeBron is this is a great quote. A person is not great because they failed. 
a person is great because failure hasn't stopped them. Uh, Brent, I'm going to have you come up real quick. Shalom. Can I get that broom real quick? All right. So I'm not going to whack you with this, though. But I want to show you something. Some of us can't understand the finish line because we're stuck where we're at. You can come on stage, actually, and you can give my money back. <laughs> so, Bren, I want you to balance this broom, and I want you to look at your palm because this is a lot of us right now. Look at your palm. Look at your palm. Look at your palm. See, you're stuck looking at the palm, and it's hard to balance. Now, I want you to look at the end of the broom. It's much easier to balance because you have vision. Thank you, Bryn. So, thank you. Good job. What you guys don't understand just yet is some of us can be stuck right here at the beginning. Some of us are focused here at the end. But... This is a long, long process to get to the final piece, which is your goal. Whether you are a freshman, there's a lot of stuff that you need to do in order to graduate. It's going to seem like this process is so long. But the seniors can tell you that when they're right here on the precipice of their graduation, it actually seemed very short. So we all really want this $100, but some of us need to pick ourselves up with this $1, put it back together, and figure a way out to get to this. But this cannot happen without this, and that's what you need to understand. I'm going to leave you with one final thing. My history will not be my destiny. My past will not look like my future. My presence is right here in this moment because that is all I have to give. And that's all I got. Thank you. Brent, this is yours. I told you you're going to keep one of them so you can keep this one. Make sure you always keep that. And for everybody, she got her dollar today. Make sure you get your dollar today. Awesome, Coach McSwain. Thank you. Let's give it up for Coach McSwain one more time. <clears throat> Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Buckets podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and share the show with your friends. And until next time, take care. <laughs>